Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. Hi, thank you for joining another episode of Sherapy with Sherry Todd. I'm Sherry Todd. And today my guest is Jim Farrell. He's been a business owner for over 20 years. Uh, he had his own marketing multimedia business. And I thought it'd be great to have a conversation with him about starting your own business and what made this business even better, if you want, if for a better word, is that he did what he loved. This is what his passion was. And he made a living out of it, including raising a family while he was doing it. So I thought asking him a lot of questions about how to get started and all of his insights and uh, advice, I thought would be uh, something interesting that a lot of small business owners who are thinking of starting one or in the middle of one and maybe having a hard time, I think Jim might have a lot of good advice for you. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? I'm amazing, Sherry. How are you? Do you mind if I call you James? Yeah. Stay with well, Jim. It's hard for me to stay with Jim. For full disclosure, James is my brother. We've been together for all our lives. <laughs> so I call him James. Everybody else calls him Jim. So I'll try to remember to say Jim, but it'll be hard. I'll be Jim okay. James. Jim James. Either way. Okay, so he's. I'm talking to him on his conference call out there in Dayton. How's the weather out there? It's a beautiful evening, Sherry, here in Dayton, Ohio. Is it really? No snow? No cold? No, it's nice. It's really nice. So let's get into it. Let's. Um, the first question I'm. I think everybody would like to know is how did you get your idea or concept for the business? Uh, what was your inspiration when you were sitting there deciding I'm going to have my own business? What was the concept. I was think your I just, you know, I just enjoyed video. I didn't really know that I, I, I dabbled in photography and different things like that. But uh, really, when I picked up a video camera, I just fell in love. Like, wow, this is this is it. So, right, uh, it became my passion. And I think anyone starting a business needs to start with that. What their passion is. You know, you should do something that you really, really like to do, because if you do something you really like to do, it makes you good at it. It makes you work harder and longer at it. And it doesn't feel like you're working. I would think also that it would the hard times would be easier, so to speak, because you're doing something that you love. So you're able to get through it sure, and put up with it. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep, it helps it, but you just you got to start with that passion. It's 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 hard to do something that you don't really enjoy, or you're just trying to make money at. Um, I mean, maybe money maybe money is your passion, and you're just investing finances and money stuff like that. That's fine, but um, if you're doing something, cooking, baking, videography, making toys, make sure it's your passion because it makes it a lot easier to get started and fight through all the struggles because you are going uphill against a raging river that's coming at you. So, okay. So you decided you're going to make a business out of your passion. What's the first step? 
Um, I would say you just got to keep moving forward. Don't stop moving. Um, you know, the guy who owns a car dealership, who has a huge dealership, Ford dealership, let's say, and he's got millions of dollars worth of inventory on his lot. He's got a building and it looks like a really nice place. He started selling his first car, probably to a friend or something like that. Everything starts from the beginning, a simple step, and you just got to keep moving forward. So I have four children and all four of my children are entrepreneurs. My one daughter, she, my firstborn, she opened up a food truck, but she didn't have the money to buy an expensive food truck. So she was the only vendor with a tent at the food truck rallies. So she may have felt a little weird at first, but that's what she did. She loved doing the food truck. She wanted to serve, but she didn't have the seventy, eighty thousand dollars it took to buy a nice food truck. And so she got a tent and that's what she did. My son owns a landscaping company today. He has like, I don't know, eight, nine trucks that head out and do landscaping and hardscaping and stuff like that. He started out by borrowing my lawnmower and going up and down the streets, asking people if they could, if he could mow their lawn in our neighborhood. And so there were hot days when he probably didn't want to do it, but he did it and he pushed through it. And then one person said, oh, hey, can you put this tree in for me? And so he put a small tree in and, oh, hey, can you mulch here? And can you put some plants in and can you edge my, you know, lawn and different things like that? Next thing you know, he started growing a little business out of it. And now he's very successful. Uh, my other son is a personal trainer. He started by when he was in high school, he came to me and he said, hey, dad, can I borrow some money? I want to get this my first certification to be a personal trainer. And I, as being a bad dad, said, no, <laughs> if you want it, you'll get it. It's not that much money. So instead of borrowing the money for me, save your money and get the, get the certification. And he did. And he pushed through that. And now he's a personal trainer. And he that's what he does for a living. And he's got three kids and a wife. And he affords all of them with that personal training. And then my last daughter, she wanted to be an actress. So she auditioned for a local community theater. Now she's a professional actress who's been on TV shows and movies and currently working as a lead actress with Disney. So everything starts from the little baby steps of your passion. And then you just keep pushing through and pushing through and you don't stop. It's great though that yourself and including all your kids are doing what they love. They're making they a living at what they love. I told them no matter what you do, make sure what you do is what you love to do. Because how can you not be successful if you are doing what you love to do? Was there a time you wanted to quit and how did you deal with it or overcome it? You know, there's always those times. I mean, that's just life. You know, we're human and discouraging times will always come our way. Uh, but an entrepreneur pushes through it, pushes through it, doesn't let anything stop you. I remember many times when I had my, like I remember one time I had my video company and I was sent two hours away to do a video somewhere. And I had rented a camera and I got to this restaurant, the actors showed up, 
The producer was there. Everybody was ready to do the video. And I looked in my bag and I did not have a videotape that would fit in that camera. I had wow. forgotten to buy the videotape. Now I could have gone, oh, uh, sorry guys, okay, and just walked away. But I looked a little stressed out and the client said, oh, you okay, Jim? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Of course, got on the phone and I went crazy, started calling different different TV stations around saying, hey, uh, you guys got any tapes and whatever. Next thing you know, I ended up getting a guy to drive a tape, a blank tape over to me um, to the shoot that was in this little teeny town. And we pulled it off without a hitch. The customer didn't know anything. The client didn't know anything. No one knew what was going on, but that's how, that's just the, an example of how you just, you don't stop. You just keep going. You push and you push and you push and you make it happen. So in the beginning, obviously you worked by yourself and probably worked for free for, for many years. Eventually you probably started to hire people. So was there ever a time you um, hired somebody and you're like, ah, that was a mistake. I mean, that happens with any company, you know, everyone makes that mistake. Uh, you try what was make- the biggest, the biggest hiring mistake that you remember? No, that you know, whenever you make a mistake in hiring people, it's always the biggest mistake. Um, so my advice for hiring people would is that you need to know that your employees can make or break your company. So when you hire someone, you've got to hire people that are smarter than you. A smart thing you can do is when you hire people, make sure that they are always smarter than you. A smart leader surrounds himself with people that are smarter than, than them. And that's how you can be successful. I heard that delegating was a big deal too. You got to delegate. You got to, but you got to, you can't do everything yourself. You can't do everything yourself, but you got to make sure that you're delegating to people that are smart, that can get it done. Right. And that can hit those goals because it just takes, you know, let's just take an example. Like if you had, um, when I had my video company, so we were doing events and what if I was doing a live event and somebody put a battery on a balcony and then knocked it off and hit somebody in the head down below. It was an older person, let's say, and they get a concussion. I mean, just like, I, there's so many things that can happen. Those, those mistakes happen, but usually when you hire smart people, they don't think like that. They actually think, oh, I better not do this because this could cause a problem. So you got to make sure that you get, that you just surround yourself with smart people. The problem is it's hard keeping them because smart people will move on if you don't keep them challenged. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you attribute your success? What do you attribute that to? I mean, I would just say ambition and, and good money management. I believe wealth is not how much money you have. It is how well you manage the money you do have. There's people who have yeah. millions of dollars who don't, who mismanage their money and they're broke. People win the lotto and they're broke within two years. So it, whether you have a lot or a little, good money management is the key to success with ambition. Did you, did you hire someone to manage your money or did you do it yourself? Um, I'm pretty good with my money. So I did, I did pretty good with that, but you have so to. So you suggest if you're not good with money, hire somebody? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes 
if you're someone who, you know, likes to spend money and can't really control, you know, doesn't keep, doesn't keep your accounting up to date, then you need to get that, those decisions out of your hand. Even though it's an employee who might be making those decisions, you have to get someone who's, who's watching the budget, watching the numbers. So how do you embrace risk taking? Because anybody starting their own business is, is obviously a risk. Um, I would say risk is a scary word, but I don't think that when you start a business, if you're afraid, it's a risk. So I'd say you can turn risk into a clear, clear path that makes sense why you don't do this business. You know, like, oh, how could I ever own a dealership with all those cars or Hmm. I can create, I can create practical goals, making good business plans on how to get there. Never stop getting good advice from others that are already there, and being open to critical ideas, criticism. People are really good about throwing yellow flags in front of you, saying, "I don't know. You might want to think about that." Don't go. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to ignore that. I think you should push through it, but you should still say, "Well, let's just." What do you have to say? I'm going to hear your criticism. And then those risks turn into clear paths. You got to think through everything, make good practical goals. I think, I think that's really true. What you said to keep an open mind, because I think if you're closed minded, you're not going to listen to people. And I think you're going to fail. If you think you know everything, you're going to fail. Absolutely. I'm just saying nobody knows everything. And, um, yeah, you just you just have to be open and always open and don't ever be too smart for your britches. So was there a time you messed up or failed and how did you get back? How did you bounce back? Um, I mean, you just make it happen. I mean, the, the, the worst thing you can do is not learn from your mistakes. I mean, you have to learn from your mistakes. Right. And expect that you go. But, but, but the mistakes you make, if you listen to the other advice about never stop getting good advice from others who are already there. Then the mistakes you make better be mistakes that they didn't have because otherwise you're not listening to the people you're trying to get advice from. Well, speaking of advice, what advice would you give your younger self just starting out? You know, it would have been nice to start a business before I had kids and a family because it, it can really take a lot of your time. Um, I remember in the early days, everything would get in the way as far as holidays, weekends. It was just like, I need to work more, 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 more. So you find yourself really working a lot. Um, because when you start a business, you, you, you punch in the day that you start the business. And it doesn't matter whether it's a weekend or your, or your two week vacation. You don't punch out until you retire, or quit. So who inspires you and why? I would say these days, my kids, they inspire me because I like to see the way they have become better and smarter entrepreneurs than I have become. They have tools in this generation that I didn't, of course, with social media and things like that. And they're doing a good job using the web websites, um, the internet, social media, and they've all been very, very, very successful very successful in what they've done. And so I'm inspired by their success. That's cool. So eventually after 21 years, you sold your business and then you went to work for a corporation. So talk about the differences and how you adjusted to it. 
Well, I was making a transition and with one business and I thought, well, I'm going to just kind of do this for maybe a year. I'll just, I'd been lured away by a corporation who was opening a new multimedia division and wanted me to spearhead it and kind of start it from nothing to what it ended up becoming. Um, it was fun and exciting to do that, but boy, the corporate world, what a difference. I remember telling my manager the first within the first weeks of being there, this is like being in a pool trying to run from one side of the other side in the water. It's just like you can't get anywhere. When I was in my business, I was like, okay, I got to get this. Okay, go get it real quick. Get what I need. Get Make it happen. You get into a corporation, it's like, oh, now I got to fill out forms and paperwork and get approvals. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everything became slow. Um, very political environment. Don't do it. My advice, yeah. don't do it. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you can't work for somebody. You, you, you just can't. You know, you, you have, you're ambitious, you're goal oriented. You want to get things done. You don't want to mess around. You can't jump through all the hoops. You just have to get it done. And a corporation is, if you're, you're just, not, not, you're just not the corporate guy, are you? Just not. If you're, yeah, if you're an entrepreneur, you're not a corporate guy. You either are or you aren't. And I'm not putting down being corporate people. That's fine. If you want to work on a corporation and do that. And there's definitely pluses to that. And some people are very successful in that environment. Um, uh, it just didn't work for me, but even I was there for a long time. So at the end of your life, James, what would you hope to have accomplished? One more time, Jim. <laughs> God, Shut up. Just answer the question. Okay. Ask it again, Jerry. At the end of your life, James, what would you hope to have accomplished? I just want to have enough money to stay out of my kid's basement, but really the joy of the run is what's fun. I don't know that I want to be at the end of my life because it's so fun doing it. Every day has a new challenge. Every day there's a new something in your way. And even though it's like there's problems that are constantly thrown in front of you, at the end of the day, it's solving the problems. It's getting around them. It's making it happen. It's don't letting anything stop you. And then when you look back behind you, you see that you're building your own castle. You're not working for somebody else that's building their own castle. And then one day they can say, uh, you know, we don't need you anymore. And then you're gone. I mean, the only one's going to fire you is you. Um, but no, I just really enjoy the run. I really enjoy being in the middle of it. It's sort of like if you're climbing a mountain and you spend two hours climbing and hiking up this mountain, you get to the very top, you stay 20 minutes, turn around, go back. Because it's funner getting there than it is being there. And that's what I've told my kids. I say, enjoy chasing your goals because it is always more exciting getting there than being there. But I think once you hit your goals and you hit that, I think you didn't you search for another one. Just like do. once you hit to the top of the mountain, get back down and you look for another mountain. Absolutely. And that's that's the heart and soul of an entrepreneur. You just go and go and go and you don't stop. But you don't do it foolishly. You know, you make sure you're good with your money. You make sure you're being ambitious without crawling over people and destroying people. 
you make sure that you're, as I said, a good money manager without being so, so tight that, you know, people can't stand to be around you. You know, you, you just enjoy the challenge. Enjoy. So how do you do that? If you're around somebody who's not ethical, somebody who's um, very deceptive and, and he's just a thief and you're around somebody like that, how do you work with somebody like that? They're not part of my business. I mean, you get rid of them. You gotta, you gotta prune that bush all the time. You gotta what if you have a client that's like that though? You just chop them up and say, I don't, I don't need you there. You're out. I don't need you your money. Find your way out. I'm sorry. I'm busy. You know, we can't get that done. You know, we're going to have to go back on this project. I'm sorry. We're not able to, to give you what you need, but um, you know, move how, on. How important is ethics in business? Very important. Would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because those things come around. They will, they will always catch up with you. You got to do the right thing. You got to be fair. You got to be honest. How do you stay motivated? I mean, you talk like you're just every morning you get up out of bed and you're ready to, you know, hit the ground running. How do you stay that motivated? How do you stay that inspired? It's back to the first question you asked. Why do I do it? It's my passion. It's your passion. The product you're serving, what you're giving your clients needs to be your passion and you will be successful. Well, Jim, I want to thank you. Very, very insightful talk. Um, I hope. Um, You're welcome, Sherry. I hope some people out there that are starting a business or are currently in a business, a small business, that um, I hope uh, they got some good advice from that. Mm-hmm. I know I did. I can use your help. Hurry up and get back here. All right. We'll do it. All right. Thanks, James. Yep. You can find Sherry with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.